0: Two tickets to Rimfield, please. Uh, we're gonna need to see your ID. Excuse me? Yeah, we're gonna need to see your ID. What do you mean? What do you? What do you mean you're gonna have to see my ID? She's like, uh, yeah, that requires you be eighteen. And I'm looking at this bitch, and I'm like, um, I'm forty. I'm 40 years old. You can tell I'm 40 years old. I've got fucking gray hair. I'm fucking old. I'm decrepit. Yeah, but we're we're going to have to see proof that you're uh that you're at time. And I'm sitting here, I got Raul Duke by my side. I'm like, I'm 40. Raul Duke is 30 why are you checking our IDs? And she's like, "It just it's required. And I'm like, what is Renfield? Is Renfield NC-17? What are you saying? And she's like, no, it's not NC-17. I'm like, why are you requiring me to show you my ID? You just need to show me your ID, sir, and then you can get your tech ads. And I'm just like, is it rated R? I didn't even know it was rated R. When I seen the trailer, I was like, I thought it was a PG-13 movie. So, I pull out my ID. I pull out my fucking ID. I hand it to this fucking cunt who's being very difficult. Very, I'm like, I want to fucking just yell, you're a fucking retard. You are a fucking retard. Because there's, there's an age where you should, like, when you obviously are 40, like, I'm literally, I'm looking at my arms. You know, I'm I'm in the sun a lot, okay? I've got, like, the farmer's tan. You know, I've got that weird brown tan on my forearms where in my even the skin on my forearms is, like, wrinkled now because I've got that old man in the sun too much uh, look to me. I, I look 40. <laughs> There's no reason. I don't even get carded when I buy cigarettes or alcohol. And I'm being carted to see Renfield, so I'm trying to keep my cool, right? I'm Trying to keep my cool. I'm sitting there. I'm on my bay, okay. I don't want, I don't want Raul Duke to know, because I'm on my best behavior. You gotta understand, I'm on my best behavior around Ryle Duke, okay. Uh, I try to, I try to hide the fact that I am a very emotional uh, bitch, okay. I get worked up really easy. I'm trying to hide this fact about myself, and it gets worse as I get older. So I'm like, okay. I hand her my driver's license. She's like, okay, this is a, a commercial driver's license, and I'm like, that's my driver's license. That's my driver's license. It's called a CDL. It's the ID that I show when I vote. It's the ID I show when I do anything. When I go to a federal facility, I'll show them that, and then I'll show them my other ID. Okay, well, okay, yeah, I guess. guess. People are so... This upcoming... I hate to be one of these old people shitting on... This younger generation is fucking retarded. I'm sorry, they're fucking retarded. So then she's like, but what about him? I need to see his ID. And I'm like, bitch, why are you going to see his ID? I just showed you my ID. I'm fucking 40. I'm out with my bae. All I want to do is watch a fucking Nicolas Cage movie. It's got two Nicks, Nicholas Holt and Nicolas Cage. All right? That's all I want to do. I got to say, how's ID Well, Ronald Duke doesn't have an ID. He doesn't drive, which maybe I need to talk about that later because I've been trying to teach him how to drive and it didn't go well. Well, anyway, so all he's got is like this little, um, I don't know what it is. It's like some kind of issued thing, like visa thing. I don't know. But he's got his birth date on it. So he hands her his uh his form of id which i think was like a visa or something but you know he's from guatemala he's been here for like not even a year and she's like uh, i can't uh use this id and i'm like why can't you why can't you use that id that's all the id he has and she's like it even says right here that this is not supposed to be used for identification, Papa size. I'm like, bitch, it's an ID. It's got his fucking face on it and it's got his fucking birth date on it. He's 30 fucking years old. I've waited. We waited in line for fucking 30 minutes. We were almost late for the- We actually walked into the movie during the trailers because they are so slow at their fucking jobs. And I was like, look. That's an ID. He doesn't have another. And I actually I lost my shit. I lost my shit when she said this. She was she was like, Oh yeah, well, I can't I can't accept that. So I'm like, you're gonna have to accept it. I said, we're not here trying to buy drugs. We're not here uh, trying to buy alcohol or medication or Anything like that? We're not trying to vote. We're simply trying to go to a Nicholas fucking Cage movie, and I, I just lost my shit. I lost my shit on this bitch, and she's just like ignoring me. And I'm just sitting here like I'm not going away. This is going to be a this going to be a thing, bitch. This is going to be a thing. If you try to deny a forty year old and his thirty year old. In to see a Nicholas Cage movie, or a, I'm going to start calling them a Nick movie. Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage. They need to team up, and we can just call it. Hey, I'm going to go see the new Nick movie. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm like freaking out, and then I'm like losing my shit. I'm freaking out. I'm like, why do people? I work all week. I work all week. I work my ass off. My boyfriend works his ass off. All we want to do is see a shitty fucking movie, and this bitch is being difficult. I think she was racist. I think she was anti-gay. Um, and so she she asked this other fat loaf, this fat worth. These, this is why China is going to eat our lunch. This is why China is going to China and India are going to be the dominant powers in the next century because of these people are so, so this giant fat seven foot tall loaf who's been like completely not working. Like the reason the line was backed up is he wasn't ringing anybody up. He just walked off and then came back and he's, you can tell he's probably smoked a couple of J's and fucking, you know, was sitting around like eating fucking chicken fries in the back. And he comes in, he's like fat, autistic ass, like, hey, no. You know, she asked him and he's like, no, they don't have to show, you don't have to have one adult. You know, both people don't have to show ID. And I'm just sitting here like, exactly, exactly. I'm 40 fucking years old. He's 30 years old. And all we want to do is see a fucking movie and this bitch is fucking holding up the line and stopping us from getting to our fucking movie. He's like, no, this one person has to show ID. And I was like, thank you, you fat fucking loaf of piece of shit, autistic motherfucker, because he's very autism-ish. And I'm like, thank you for allowing two fucking adults in midlife to be able to go and see a Nicolas Cage movie. I mean, what fucking world are we living in? What What is this? I mean, how fucking stupid are these people? And I, I hate to start with, I've got a lot of rage today. Victoria has a lot of rage and I apologize. But th- this is just like, Stuff like this drives me so crazy when you have people that can't even handle working at a fucking movie theater, okay? And, you know, I feel bad when these interactions happen. So, like, you know, I could tell that, you know, because of my little uh, hissy fit that I had at the theater, I could tell I pissed off Ryle Duke. Ryle Duke's a very gentle, a very gentle uh, person. Okay, he, he doesn't like a lot of negativity, a lot of yelling, and uh, I thrive on it. So, of course, never never towards Ryle Duke. He's a, he's a delicate little flower that I need to maintain. I got to tend my garden. I've got to keep him uh, with me forever, uh, under my wing and under my protection. Um, but you know, and I kind of felt bad, and I think the main thing I felt bad is like I noticed Ryle Duke was a little taken back by the way I acted. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I I apologized like 10 times to him. Uh, You know, and I kind of felt bad. I was like, maybe I should go apologize to that girl. And then I, uh, you know, because I always, you know, anytime I'm mean to somebody or very stern with someone, I I always go back and go, oh, did I interact wrong here? Did I interact wrong here? And I had to like go and uh, reassess the situation. Where did I go wrong? Am I to blame here? And I re-looked at the situation. I was like, okay, you're you're 40 years old. Your partner's 30. You're trying to go see a movie that's rated R, which you did not know required an ID. You went up to buy tickets. They asked to see your ID, even though you, you literally have gray hair. And your partner, while 30 and while very small and petite, might look like a child, if you look him in the face, you know, you can tell this person's had a rough life. Um, I'm like, you, you know we're, we're of age, right? There's like, you know, you know we're of age. So and I'm like, she was being difficult. She was being difficult, and she was overcomplicating a simple matter. She was being a bitch. To, like, I honestly, looking back at the situation, I think that she um, – was just being difficult because she's seen me with this guy. Like, first off, she's probably a little anti-gay. And she's probably a little anti, you know, older man dating younger man, even though it's only a 10-year difference, you know, 40, 30. Um, and it, it pissed me off. It really pissed me off because I'm sitting there like I've waited in line 30 minutes. And and she's holding up the line. And th- this is the th- another thing that pissed me off about the whole situation Is none of these people attending the cash register are like trying to like trying to rush and trying to get people to their movie and try to get the line done? They're just like going as slow as they can. They're probably high, you know. This stuff's got to stop. We've got to get back to like giving a shit, right? Now I've tried to implement this in my job too. You got to give a shit about the world and. the the world being able to operate right. You know, like I used to rush. I used to work fast food. I've worked Hardee's. I've worked Pizza Hut. I've worked all kinds of delivery jobs. I've worked for um, a state government. I've worked for the federal government. I've worked in the private sector. I've done a lot of different shit. And I always try to do my job effectively. But people just don't care anymore. People don't just care; they just don't care. And th- this is what's bothering me about it, is she's just being a bitch, holding up the line. And I know I've ranted way too long about this, but it's still very frustrating that this happened, and uh, she had to have the permission from this autistic retarded guy that looks like he's not even looks like he's not even twenty one himself. Giving permission for a forty-year-old to go to a fucking movie, and I, I look back at it, I'm like, no, 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 you were in the right. You you should have you should have been mean to this girl, and you shouldn't have apologized. You should apologize for to Ryle Duke for the negative situation. Obviously, my delicate little flower, my delicate little flower, Ryle Duke, apologize to him because he's a, he's special. He's special. He's like a Uh, what's that flower that only blooms like every 10 years? He's like that. He's beautiful. Okay. We've got to keep him. We've got to attend to him and his needs at all times. Um, So yeah, that happened. So I'm like, fuck that bitch and fuck that movie theater. And I won't say where it is, but there's a town that has a movie theater. And my whole life, the people that run this movie theater have always like just ran it horribly. And, um, it pisses me off it pisses me off cuz it's just shit so i end up having to drive like either to like Tupelo or fucking Huntsville to fucking see a movie because that's how badly ran the local movie theater is but i'll stop ranting about that cuz i know that y'all don't want to hear me rant for 20 minutes about a, a negative. See, that, that's the thing is I, and maybe, maybe somebody can get something from this. I have these negative situations and they just run through my head and I can't get them out of my fucking head. I have negative situations in my head from like 20 years ago. I'm like, I wish I would handle it this way. I wish I would handle that. It just, it fucking drives me crazy. But, This is Biscuits Buttered, with none other than Victoria Vandenberg. Uh, I live in rural Alabama. I'm a rural gay. I'm a rural gay. I'm a rural homosexual. And I live in rural Alabama. uh, And I'm currently on the market for a house in even rural Alabama, because there's a cheap house in rural, rural, rural Alabama. And I'm thinking about buying it. It's got... It's got uh, six acres of land, but the the house is run down. The house is run down. It's tearing up. It's falling in, but it's got six acres of land. It's in the middle of nowhere, but it's in walking distance of a Piggly Wiggly. And that, 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 my friend, is something to value. I'm sitting there like they only want forty five grand for this house. You can walk to the Piggly Wiggly. Why would you not want this house? It's like a quarter mile down the road. I can, I I can literally be shit faced drunk and walk down the street to get some fucking like ham hocks at the Piggly Wiggly, right? I can go down there. I can get some fucking angel cakes, some little Debbie angel cakes at the Piggly Wiggly. I mean, I don't know what else you would want in life, people. It's in a small mountainous town in Alabama. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's far from everything. I'd have to drive like an hour to the movie, but maybe this is what I need in my life. Maybe I need need to just live out in the middle of nowhere away from people. It's a very small town, maybe 500 people. And I'm like, me and Ryle Duke could buy this house. We could fix it up. We could turn it into a beautiful kind of almost, you know, you see these little houses that people turn into almost like an art installation. We could do that with it. It'd be amazing. So I'm thinking about calling about it Monday, and I'm going to keep you all up to date on this. Uh, so maybe I will be moving in the, into the middle of nowhere. Isolating myself from the world and isolating my delicate little flower with me. But this is Biscuits Buttered with Victoria Vandenberg. To explain myself, this is a podcast about my everyday interactions with human beings as I go through the world. Okay? So, every week, we're literally going to talk about just whatever we want. Okay? We're going to talk about whatever we want. And sometimes it's a long rant where... I don't really make a point. It's kind of just like pointless me talking to you, and you'll be like, oh, well, where's he going with this? I might not be going anywhere with it, okay? It's just about my everyday experiences. I turn on the microphone, and I say whatever I want to say into the microphone, okay? We might talk about, like, like the movie interaction. I might talk about the movie interaction. I might talk about somebody who pissed me off at work. I might talk about somebody who... I might talk about weird stuff that happens to me throughout the week. I might talk about movies. I might talk about restaurants. I might talk about, and we'll get to that, uh, I might talk about politics. Lately, I've been talking a lot about politics. I think I'm listening to too many politics podcasts, and then I'll get on here and like rant about politics. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to go on a, a working man rant today. Uh, so I'll spare you that I think this is mainly just going to be my bullshit (laughs) and I do I want to plan in the future I want to plan like um, uh, like special like podcasts that are just you know like what we did with the Halloween podcast where we talk about horror movies and stuff like that I might plan some special I wanted to plan like maybe um, like a special podcast where I talk about paranormal stuff But we'll do it on this, like, just a special episode where we talk about paranormal. Maybe we should set up um, a Patreon where I, like, release special episodes. Um, But anyway, and I know I told you a couple weeks ago um, that I was going to... And again, this is a rant where I'm going all over the place. Um, I know I told you a couple weeks ago that I was going to invent a mixed drink um, for the podcast... I'm not done with that yet. I haven't dropped it. I'm not done with it yet. We're going to get back to the Victoria. We're going to invent the Victoria, and we're going to get back to it, okay? So don't get discouraged. I haven't forgot. I just live my life. I literally, from the time I wake up, from the time I go to bed, I'm like doing something, always. But that's what the podcast is about, and that's what you can expect. And every week... Every weekend we try to record a podcast and release it to the world. And even this morning, I almost didn't record this podcast this morning because I sprouted a bunch of zinnias and I want to transplant them into pots today. I've got like 50 zinnia plants out here. I think I'm going to have to throw some of them away, but I'm going to try not to. But, uh, you know, we're going to get out here and actually do that after I do the podcast today. So, um. Just to begin, you you know, as always, hit us up on social media. Biscuits Buttered on Facebook. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Biscuit Pod. Hit us up on Podvine. Hit us up uh, at a Proton Mail. Biscuits at Proton.me. Uh, let's get to it. Okay, so we did actually see the movie Renfield. I, I'm just going to do the whole podcast on Renfield. Why not? Right? Why not fucking do the whole podcast on Renfield? There ain't enough of it. So this is the weirdest. I don't know who wrote this. I don't know who directed this movie. <laughs> but uh, Okay, so you know, when I initially got there and I had the argument with the lady. Um, I didn't even realize this wasn't like when I first, okay, they first released the pictures of Nicolas Cage's Dracula. And I was like, man, that was goofy as shit. I guess it's a kid's movie. Okay, uh, and that's the reason uh, when I I was so shocked when she told me it's was R because I, I watched the trailer and I would see pe- you know people would post pictures of like Nicholas Cage in it and um, I, I would just assume it's like a goofy funny comedy movie, right? This was like a gore fest. This was like a slapstick gore fest, and uh, it was a really funny movie and unique movie. Um, and i I do have some criticisms of it. Okay, I do have some criticisms of it. All right, but it was completely different than what I thought it was. Okay, so it felt more like John Wick. If John Wick was a comedy, like John Wick meets Abbott and Costello meets Dracula, you know, um, it it was just such a goofy, weird movie, and I loved it. I loved it. And um, I don't want to reveal any spoilers, but basically Nicholas Holt, who is um, a beautiful man, Let's, let's get that out of the way, Nicholas Holt is a beautiful man. And I don't know what it is. What was that movie that he made a long time ago where he was like a zombie? Something bodies. Oh, well, anyway, you know they they kind of like made him really pale and they dyed his hair black, and he was really cute in that. And he's really cute in this because they did the same thing. They it, for some reason when Nicholas Holt is pale, he's very beautifully pale with dark hair. He looks his best when he's very gothed out. He looks his best. Uh, so I. It reunited my um, love of Nicholas Holt because he's a very good comedic actor, and uh, he's been in so many great movies lately and great shows, um, like The Great. If you hadn't watched The Great, you need. If you haven't watched The Great, it's the funniest, best show I've seen in years. That just watch The Great with him, uh, where he's like a Russian. What do you call it, a czar or something? And then. Um, he was in uh, the menu last year, which that was another brilliant movie. and he's just had so many great movies that um, that it, it just it never gets old. I just I, I love seeing him in movies and I can't get enough of him. Well anyway, he's in it and basically uh, and I, I didn't know all this stuff. I love Dracula movies and I love anything involving vampires but basically the premise of the movie, is that he is a helper to Dracula. And the helper of Dracula gains their powers through... You know, like, Dracula gains gains his powers by drinking blood. Renfield gains his powers through eating bugs and disgusting shit. So, um, basically, he's like... I wasn't prepared for it. He's basically, like, just this crazy, like, powerful... John Wick character almost, you know, sometimes, and uh, he'll be fighting people, ripping off their fucking arms, and beating them with it. It's just such a fun, fun. Like there's so many unexpected. The the, the thing I found weird about this movie is I found myself watching it for the action scenes because the action scenes are so over the top. Remember the, back, and I don't know, 15 years ago, twenty years ago, maybe. I think it was a movie called Wanted that had like really insane action movie, action scenes. That's what this reminded me of, just really crazy action scenes where they're just jumping around all over the place and just fucking uh, killing each other. And Nicolas Cage does the best, I think, kind of like comedic, goofy Dracula. Uh, Nicolas Cage is back, okay? Nicolas Cage is hot right now. And he has been on a fucking roll. If you hadn't been watching all these indie movies he's been making, uh, like The Color of Space and what was it Pig and all these other movies that he's done. Fucking amazing movies, man. Just fucking amazing. I mean, he's been really knocking out great movies one after another. I mean, it is a Nicolas Cage's aunts, okay? And I just want to declare that here on the show today, a Nicolas Cage's aunt. So, I don't want to ruin anything, but if you go to this movie, there are funny scenes. But I would say, but there are a lot of scenes where you're kind of like, eh, kind of drags, you know. But, but, watch this, I, I was surprised, I, I, I would tell you to watch this movie for the action, the crazy action scenes, and the violence. The violence is off the fucking charts. So, go see it for that because um, I, I fucking loved every minute of this movie, and it's one of my favorites. Here's my criticism of the movie. All right? it's my criticism of the movie. Um, When you say that you're in New Orleans, you better film it in New Orleans. And I, I'm not sure, I didn't look this up, but some of the uh, sets that they were on, I'm like, that's... Philadelphia like they're literally like like I'm I'm almost 100% confident that that building in the background is Independence Hall in Philadelphia how the fuck do you film a movie and not think that people are going to recognize Philadelphia in Independence Hall okay I've been to New Orleans a lot I fucking love that goddamn city it is the best city in the United States, in my opinion. Um, just just imagine walking through the streets of the French Quarter. There's horns in the background, just horns playing music. There's fucking drag queens and genderqueer people just walking around everywhere. There's wild, drunken people throwing up on the street. Uh, and then... You know, you turn the corner and you smell fucking just the, the scent of like fried food and gumbo just wafting through the air, and you drop into a restaurant and eat a po' boy. Um, that's my experience in New Orleans. And then, you know, you turn the next corner and someone's like, hey, you want a blowjob? I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's how wonderful New Orleans is. And then when you're not doing that, you can be antiquing. And then uh, in the antique store, you might meet another guy. And the other guy's like, hey, want another blowjob? Yes, I do. Because that's the kind of city. It's a a very fun city where people go to listen to music, get fucked up, have sex, fuck, and uh, just have a good time and live their lives. And it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. Lots of weirdos. Lots of outcasts. Lots of black sheeps. And they go down there and they're like, we're going to build a beautiful city where all we do is party all year long. That's the city. That's New Orleans. And you have this fuckstick stick that um, made this movie, um, which there were like cool sets and things that I loved. But there's just certain things that they did that I'm like, what are you doing like? Like, I can tell this wasn't filmed, like, a lot of this wasn't filmed in New Orleans by the sets you're showing, because I can tell, like, that's Philadelphia. And then there's another scene where I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Baltimore. <laughs> you know, like, because, you know, I'm a truck driver. I drive around the world. I love to travel. Uh, and I recognize these things. So if you're going to film a fuck, like, I hate when they make these stupid decisions, like, oh, we're going to film this there, then film this there, and We're going to make it look like the place. Like, no, just fucking, you're spending millions of dollars. Just go to the fucking place and film the goddamn movie, you cocksucker. And that way, people like me can believe, can believe that you're actually there. And I just realized I did 30 fucking minutes on this goddamn movie. It's a good movie. Go see it um I also want to see uh the Pope's Exorcist now I don't know what to believe okay I hadn't watched it yet I don't know what to believe but people are say- I've heard people say it's bad and then I've heard people say it's good so I, I really don't know where to fall on that so maybe maybe it is good maybe it's bad I don't know but apparently um from what I've heard, The Pope's Exorcist is just a movie where Russell Crowe gets drunk, uh, exercises demons, and rides around on a fucking Italian moped. And for some reason, this gets me fully erect when I hear this because I'm like, this is the movie that I've been waiting for. I want to fucking watch Russell Crowe get drunk and, like, oh, the. you know, I'm like the fucking, like the Pope's chosen exorcist. They send me in to do the tough stuff. And he goes in and he pulls a fucking demon out of some bitch's pussy and then fucking hops on his moped and fucking lights up a cig and drinks some of his fucking wine because he's a fucking, he's drunk and he's in Rome. And then they play Faith No More as he fucking rides into the sunset. That's the type of movie I want to see. Now I know I'm building up this movie and I hadn't even seen it but this is just what I've heard of it. Um, I'm hoping that's the fucking movie that I get to see so we'll we'll eventually get there and we'll eventually get to see it but uh, let me know you know contact me let me know what y'all think uh, uh, if you've seen it because uh, I eventually will Ronald Duke doesn't really like scary movies too much. Uh, I don't even think he wanted to see Renfield, to be honest with you. But maybe I can talk him into going and seeing that one. Um, Okay. One thing I've realized in my life. Uh, The other day, someone posted a meme. And it was, it said, Happy Easter. And it had uh, Michael Douglas and Glenn Close on it from Fatal Attraction. (laughs) (laughs) a little bunny rabbit in the the background. Well, you know, if you've seen the movie, you'll get why that's funny. But I realized in Victoria's life, in Victoria Vandenberg's life, there's a missing... I am not a full person. There's a huge missing part of me, there's a huge gaping hole in Victoria, in her life and in her being, okay? And that huge gaping hole, that thing that makes her not well, and makes her not a fully functioning human being, is the fact that there was a time in her life where she didn't have a huge gaping hole. She didn't. She didn't feel empty inside. Okay. She didn't feel like she had cobwebs and spiderwebs in her soul. And the reason for that is she knew that there would always be a new Michael Douglas suspense movie in the works. Okay. She knew that every you know six months a year she would eventually get a Michael Douglas suspense movie. Okay? And that's the thing that is missing from my life. I didn't realize how much pleasure, how much pleasure I derive from seeing Michael Douglas in a suspense movie. He was the coolest motherfucker back in the 80s and 90s. And... He came from a cool family. You know, his fucking dad was Kurt Douglas, man. And back in the 80s, man, you know, and I don't even consider Michael Douglas uh, a good looking I mean, he's not my, not my thing, you know. But because of his intensity, because of his acting prowess, because of his confidence, he somehow made women in the 80s and 90s swoon, okay? And they would just throw him in a movie and, like, just a, a crazy suspense movie. You know, there's always, like, a murder, or there's a woman, or there's, like, they're going to steal some jewels, or, you know, there's always something going on in these Michael Douglas movies, and I miss that. I miss the fact that there's there's no one that compares to this guy nowadays. So, you know, he's older, they'll put him in Ant-Man, but he's not, like, the cool, sophisticated, like, New Yorker that's, like, solving a murder or having to rob someone or, you know, or having to like, you're dropping them in and having to figure out this like game or something. You know, there's no more of that with Michael Douglas. And I don't care what you got to do. You could use like fucking AI and fucking make him look younger and, you know, or just, you know, dye his hair, whatever. I need more Michael Douglas suspense movies. But I realized there's no one in Hollywood right now that fits this role. There's no, like, guy nowadays that shows up and is like this kind of, like, intense kind of, you know, always, you know, in all these movies, he's always kind of, like, upper middle class or rich, you know. And he's just, like, this cool, confident guy that shows up and gets shit done, right? And there's no one that does this nowadays. I realize we're missing a Michael Douglas type in the, um, in the atmosphere. All right. So there's so many great movies like The Game, Fatal Attraction, Basic Instinct, all these fucking great movies. Uh, what is it Romance in the Stone? There's all these great movies from back in the day, and there's no one to take that mantle. So what I'm trying to say is, someone in a Chinese lab, and Z, if you're listening, which I know you are, you need to get people working on like replicating Michael Douglas's genes. So we can, like, just put them in a Petri dish, grow a Michael Douglas, and we can start from scratch making Michael Douglas suspense movies. It's going to be fucking amazing. And, you know, we need to get somebody on it, like, you know, like well, Fatal Attraction, which is a fucking amazing movie, right? Um, we need to get somebody, and, you know, which I'll get to Fatal Attraction here in a minute. Just, you know, Put Michael Douglas in a movie, have him date some lady who's like, you know, kind of hot, saucy, like wild lady. And then she goes fucking crazy and like ends up murdering his family. You know, stuff like that. Stuff like that. That's what we need to get back to. Michael Douglas suspense movies. So last night, after I get home from Renfield, from my PTSD after Renfield, I fucking come home and I'm like, I need to see a movie. So I'm like, oh, there's nothing on like the pirate websites. There's nothing, you know, that I'm quite interested in to watch because I don't like watch the cam. You know, you go to the pirate sites and they have the cam version. I don't want the cam version. I want HD, motherfucker. Uh, so I get on like a free website. Uh, what is it, Tubi? And I flip through a lot of different movies, and I'm like, oh, what am I going to watch? What am I going to watch? And you know that I'm like. You know, first I was like, I'm gonna start watching Canadian bacon. I was like, I've seen Canadian bacon. Why am I watching this? But then I turn it, I'm like, fatal attraction. Fatal fucking attraction. So I started watching that last night. And Glenn Close, um, was Glenn Close ever hot? Because to me it like her whole career, she's looked like terrifying. She looks like a fucking demon every time I see her. So, let's actually look this up. Let's type this in the old computer here. Glenn Close Young. Mm. She's always looked like shit to me. Let's just be honest. She's always looked like shit. And she's always looked kind of creepy. But I guess somebody likes it. But anyway, you know, in this movie, they've got her um, dressed up. And, you know, she's like wears leather dresses and, you know, she's like they got her hair done. You know, it looks like she has a fucking receding hairline. And, you know, Michael Douglas, he just goes with it. He's like, I'm going to fuck this bitch. <laughs> like, so, you know, they, they have this hot fling. But, you know, Michael Douglas is a, a wealthy New York lawyer. And uh, he's got a family. But he's got this hot tamale crazy bitch that he's fucking. Just side note. New York in the 80s looked really rough. Like, even the lives of, like, well-to-do New Yorkers, like, you see their apartments, and you're just like, oh, that looks kind of (laughs) rough. That looks like my grandmother's house. (laughs) That looks like my grandmother's house in Corner, Alabama. Um, So it's kind of weird... You know, when you look at their homes and it's like, well, that's not the New York you see today because now everything's like streamlined and just everything's painted white and it's all sterile. And, you know, which I fucking hate homes like, I hate modern homes where everything's just like white and sterile and perfect lines. And I just can't fucking stand it. Um, I'm more, I guess, a maximalist and just I want crazy shit everywhere and colors and curves, and I just, I don't like straight lines, is what I'm trying to say. Um, that's just a side note to the movie, okay? Just notice this. New York looks gritty. It looks rough. Uh, I would actually move to New York if it was still like that. I like gritty cities. I like gritty cities. And just as another, a side note to a side note to a side note. Uh, I Speaking of gritty cities, I actually applied for a job in Detroit, in Cleveland, Milwaukee. Uh, and I'm actually thinking about putting an application for Chicago as well. Because uh, I'm tired of living in hick towns where people fucking card me to go see Renfield. What the fuck? So I'm trying to move to a city. And I want to I move to a city, like a gritty city like New York in the late 70s and 80s. Okay? That's just a side note. That's one thing you'll notice about the movie. So I don't want to ruin anything, but Glenn Close, um, has she won an Oscar? Let's look that up. I think she won an Oscar for that uh, Redneck movie she made. Uh, Let's see here. Oscar? Yeah, I think she she won one. And she deserves it because she's really good. Oh, no! She was just a nominee! Has Glenn Close won? Okay. That's fucked up. Okay, first off, even though I made fun of Glenn Close earlier for being ugly, she has been a nominee for Hillbilly Elegy, which I think she deserved it for that. She's been Best Actress for The Wife, Best Actress for Albert Knobs, uh, where she plays a man. Uh, Best Actress for Dangerous Liaisons. Liaisons. Uh, Best Actress for Fatal Attraction, which she should have fucking won it for that. I cannot believe they haven't given this woman an Oscar. Glenn Close holds the record as the actress who has received the most Oscar nominations without having ever won. That's, look, Glenn Close is a weird woman. If If you've ever watched a fucking interview with Glenn Close, like, she's like, Kind of like this new age spiritualist, like talking about energy and fucking orbs and shit like that. And fucking, she's just a weird bitch, okay? But you cannot deny that she's like this really brilliant, kind of insane person, actor. And uh, she deserves a fucking Oscar. What the fuck is up with this? Give Glenn Close an Oscar for Christ. I can't believe this woman, she's like, how old is she? She's going to end up dying. Without a fucking Oscar. How can that be so? God damn. Yeah, she probably ain't getting it. She's 76. She is 76 years old. I cannot believe they have not given this person. God damn, she looks even worse now. Man. That nose, I mean, it could put an eye out. Shit. Oh, they have a video of her getting ready for a Met Gala. I might have to watch that later. Okay. So anyway, back to Fatal Attraction. It's a great movie. She deserved an Oscar for it. I like when you see Glenn Close in this movie. I mean, she she does like give you the willies. Like she's like when you watch the movie, it's like how is she even having sex? How is Michael Douglas? this cool, calm, collected, sexy guy having sex with this freak of fucking nature. Because she just, her face, like, you look at her face and you can go, this person's fucking insane. Um, but watch the movie. I'll try not to spoil it for you. We're going to try to not ever spoil a movie ever again. Just give you the essence of the movie without any of the spoilers. Watch it. It's fucking great. Okay. I'm quitting my job and I'm going to become a fast food worker. This is another rant about service in America. So after the movie, me and Ronald Duke are like, you know, I'm a bit, I'm a bit peckish. I'm a bit peckish, Raul Duke. And we're like, well, it's like almost 11 o'clock. Nothing's open. And we're like, well, let's go get a sandwich. Let's go get a sandwich. So we're like, you know, and he's always like, Like, I don't know, he says it weird. He says it really weird. He's always like, Burger King or something like that. You know, he's like, that's not quite it, honey, but you have an excuse, you know, second language, right? So we go to Burger King, and every, I swear to God, no matter where we're at, no matter what location, every time we go to Burger King, it's like, uh (laughs) You're going to have to wait on that chicken sandwich, that spicy chicken sandwich. Uh, we just don't make those and have them lying around. I'm like, okay, okay, that's fine. I like fresh food. So, you know, we go up, we order our food. They give us our drinks. We pull up. We wait for like fucking 15 minutes. This bitch brings us out our food, which I have their... Um, what's it called? Like a bacon. It's not a baconzilla. That's, um, rallies. I think that has a baconzilla. Well, anyway, I have a burger with bacon on it and he has, um, the spicy chicken sandwich. They give us our food. I'm like, oh, hold on, honey. Like this feels like it's been sitting like it's fucking room temperature. Thought you were making this shit fresh. You told us it was going to take 10 minutes. And I think they told us that it was going to take 10 minutes just so we would leave. I'm not joking. I think these bitches told us that it was going to take 10 minutes to get us just to leave. But I'm not going to leave because it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm a fat fuck and I need food in my fucking stomach. So his chicken sandwich is cold, my burger's cold, and I'm like, you didn't just cook this. It's fucking insane. She wouldn't even sit there and engage with me. She just walked off because she doesn't give a fuck. And this gets back to my rant, and I promise I will not go on a long rant about people in America. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. People are living in despair. I'm going to keep this short. People are living in despair. They're not making good wages, they have health care bills, they can't afford their rent they're living in despair and they've stopped caring they're all they want to do is lay around watch fucking tiktok videos smoke pot and just wait wait for death okay they don't give a fuck about their jobs they don't give a fuck about the world and i seen that when this lady handed us a cold spicy chicken sandwich i diagnosed the problem right there i said this woman is in despair and we need to do better. Um, I ended up eating the sandwich, though. You know, I was hungry, and um, you know, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? End up eating the sandwich. So I, I was all over the place this day, and um, we went there. God. I haven't even, I haven't even spoke about. Okay, so this episode, we're just going to talk about. Me and Raul Duke's journey around the world, okay? You know, we're always out and about. We're always out and about doing things. So, uh, woke up this morning, really, woke up uh, Saturday morning really early, fucking took him to Walmart, then um, took him to Walmart, then took him um, to send some money to his family in Guatemala. Then uh, we drove down to my cabin at the river. Maybe I'll post a picture of something from the cabin at the river. Um, But before we got to the cabin at the river, there is a a Chinese restaurant in Jasper, Alabama, which previously uh, I held in high regard. Okay? I held this place in high regard. It's called Lynn Garden. Okay? And this place used to be amazing. You could come in there. They would have like, Just bottomless watermelon, bottomless uh, General Tso's chicken, bottomless catfish, bottomless... Anything you want to eat, okay? Fried rice, noodles, ice cream, uh, cake. Just You could just pig out and just fucking... Just let yourself go there, all right? I fucking love this place. We stopped there. The fucking... The fucking rice. I'm a lover of rice. I love fried rice. I could eat it every day. I think like there's a little. I think there's a little chink inside of me. There's a little chink inside of me that is just like I need rice. I need rice on a daily basis. Okay. Uh, I apologize for using that word. Um, don't cancel me. I'm already canceled, but don't cancel me. So I go into this place. And the rice is clumped together. And it feels old. It feels kind of dirty. It's like I'm eating the rice and I'm like, ugh, I can't fucking, this is disgusting. So I'm like, I can't eat that rice. And then, you know, I keep going back because I'm a fat fuck. I'm a fat fuck. I keep going back looking for different things to eat. And everything tastes kind of off. Like what the fuck is up with this shit? This everything tastes off in this shit. So, um, you know. But again, I'm a fat fuck. I keep eating, and I look over, and I notice Raul Duke stopped eating after like the first plate. I'm like, hey, honey, what's going on? He's like, oh, this is making me sick. This place is making me nauseous. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And so they really fucked me over and let me down, and I will not be back to Lynn Garden until, until they put the watermelon. I'll I'll go back when they have the watermelon on the buffet. But I will not go back for at least a, a little while. I'm going to take a break. We're going to take a break from Lynn Gar- I'll be back. But, you know, maybe it'll get better. Okay, just wanted to put that out there. Just wanted to put that out there. So after my boyfriend is made sick from Lynn Garden in Jasper, Alabama, call them I want you to call in garden in Jasper, Alabama and tell them that you I want the fans of this show to call in garden in Jasper Alabama and tell them that because of their shitty food because of their shitty food they gave a morbidly beast homosexuals boyfriend diarrhea. And I could not fuck my boyfriend because he was afraid he would shit on my dick because they made him so sick. I could not insert myself into a very small Guatemalan. A little four foot nine Guatemalan because of these assholes. They made his ass shitty. Okay? This Guatemalan, just picture this beautiful Guatemalan. He looks like that porn star, Rico or whatever. His ass cheeks are like pillows. I could just lay my head on his ass and use it as a pillow. They're, they're just meaty. They're, they're, they're nice. Okay? And I could not... I could not... I was denied entry because he was afraid of leakage. And I... There needs to be a constitutional amendment that all food must be quality and not make people sick just so you can have anal sex just so you can have homosexual anal sex no no heterosexual anal sex just homosexual anal sex with your boyfriend it should be a f- by federal penalty for doing that to someone and that's what they've done to us so I had to settle I had to settle For just getting head, Okay? I just had to settle for getting ahead. And it was a wonderful, wonderful day. Because this is the first time I've had sex in the woods. Okay? I've never previously had sex in the woods. Not that I can remember anyway. And so we got down to my cabin, which is very isolated. uh, In the wilds of Walker County, Alabama. And first thing I do is I just strip down nude. I strip down fucking nude, I sit on the bench on the porch of my cabin, and I tell Ryle Duke, I'm like, hey, look at this dick. (laughs) Look at this dick. And he's like, hey dude, what the fuck are you doing? You you're like naked, you know. And while it is very isolated, it's on a river. So he he's like You know, you're sitting on the porch of your cabin masturbating completely naked. And there's a guy fishing like 100 feet from you. I look over, I'm like, holy shit. And so I fucking have to run into the cabin uh, and cover myself. And then I come back out and uh, I actually... uh, get the shovel and knock it up against uh, the cabin to make a bunch of noise. And I just start trying to make a bunch of noise to scare off the fisherman who's on his boat. There's some young guy fishing on his boat. And because, you know, if you make noise, they, you know, there's just a scare away the fish and everything, so he can't, you know. So that's what I always do. I'm like, hey, don't come near my cabin because I'm going to make a bunch of noise and so the fish will be scared away. So he, he's was like, drr, cranked up his motor and hauled off, probably pissed off at me, but I don't give a shit. I go down there for privacy and, uh, I want someone's mouth on my penis. So that's what I do. Right. Um, so that happened. So after that, we go inside. and Of course, we, um, we, ra- we ravish each other. You know, we, we really, um, uh, We just go hog wild inside, right? So I put on my clothes. We come back out. I've never received a, like, I've never understood, like, you know, there's certain people who get off on, like, outdoor and public stuff, and that's my first kind of, sort of, even though it is a very isolated place, that was my first, like, initiation into it. And um, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I can see why people want to fuck outdoors now. It's, it's, it's kind of liberating. It's kind of liberating just being out in the middle of nowhere and being completely nude. So I've got that going for me. I've got that going for me. Um, so, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. But anyway. If you haven't had sex outdoors, have sex outdoors. And we had a beautiful view of the river. There was herons flying. There was turtles running around. There's ducks everywhere. It's just a fucking beautiful day at the river. We ran around and collected. uh, We actually got into the water and collected lily pads. And I'm doing a little experiment where I've put a a bunch of like, I've got a bucket and I filled it full of water. And I've got a bunch of lily pads sitting in it. I'm going to try to grow them at my house. And we just went around collecting flowers and and just running around in the woods, and it was just a fucking wonderful day with my boyfriend. And I, I've this is stuff that I've. The reason I talk about it so much is this is stuff that's been missing from my life for a very long time, and it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful that I finally have this in my life, and I just wanted to share it with you. Okay. Um. I don't know if I talked about the previous week um, when we went to Bowling Green. I don't know whether I covered that. I don't think I did cover it because I I believe last week I covered, um, I believe I did the podcast on Friday and then posted it on Saturday or Sunday. So I haven't, I don't believe I've shared with y'all that I went to Bowling Green last week. So maybe I need to talk about that next week. But I usually try to do an hour every time I get on here. And I'll write down Bowling Green stories, and we'll cover that on another podcast. Um, So if any of you out there in the world um, have um, anything for me, if if you've got any ideas for the Victoria, if you have any questions that you want me to cover on the podcast, uh, just get up with me. Uh, hit me up on Pot on Twitter. Um, forgive my Twitter feed. Sometimes I just post stuff. I don't really particularly use Twitter that much. I, I randomly post stuff. I don't do much. I don't really have anything witty to say on Twitter. I wish I did. Um, and most of the people I follow are just people that get naked. So that, that's pretty much all I do on there. But just hit me up. And um, Pot on Twitter... Biscuits Buttered on Facebook, um, Podvine, uh, and then uh, Biscuits Buttered at Proton.me. Um, I love you all. Um, I uh, hope you all have a wonderful week. Next week, I promise. I maybe I need to record more than one episode this week because I do. I've got a lot of stuff that I've written down to talk about, and I didn't talk about. My trip to Bowling Green last week, which I enjoyed, but anyway, anyway, uh, I digress. We can't talk about it all every week, right? So, because there is a lot of stuff from Kentucky I wanted to share, but uh, my advice of the week, Victoria always tries to give a little advice every single week. So I used to, I used to try to help the in sales. I used to try, you know, I used to try to take over for Jordan Peterson. I've given up on the incels because they're now incels are now from what I hear becoming trans and shooting up people and doing all this stuff. You're a lost cause. Incels are a lost cause. I was gonna try to save them. I was gonna try to be their savior, but they're they're a lost cause. But I do want to give a little personal advice, okay? And this week I didn't have anything that I wrote down that I wanted to talk about as far as personal life advice. But here's what I'm going to do for you. When you go to see a movie and someone demands to see your ID when you're an old person, it is perfectly sometimes it's perfectly acceptable. Don't go crazy. Don't don't overdo it. But sometimes it is perfectly okay to be rude to someone and to get very stern with someone and to mock someone when they're being ridiculous. Okay? Don't, because I beat myself up over talking to this girl like that. Some people are fucking assholes. Some people are retarded. Some people just like to be difficult. And these people, there, there are better ways to like deal with people. But I, I lost my shit that day, right? You know, I wasn't going by the um, the book I'd talked about on previous episodes. Um, but but sometimes you like, sometimes you're not at your best. Okay, you don't have the patience to kind of try to like work stuff out reasonably and rationally, and I didn't but you shouldn't feel bad when someone's being unreasonable and you bitch them out for it, okay? You shouldn't feel bad about that. You should feel good about that, that you stood up for yourself. So that's the advice of the week, is when someone is being irrational, someone is being difficult, whatever her motive, because I don't know what this girl's motive was. I don't know if she was retarded. I don't know if she was anti-gay. I don't know whether she was just a difficult person. I don't know what her motive was. But she was still being irrational and difficult. And if, if I would have, look, this is the problem. A lot of times, you know, we're a little too gentle with people, okay? And like with this girl at the movie theater, she, for whatever reason, whether she's retarded or just difficult or autistic or just a dumb bitch, uh, maybe she had Down syndrome, I don't know. She's a cunt, and she's being difficult and making my life difficult. It It is to her benefit for you to make her feel like shit when she's making your life difficult. It's a learning, like I used to be young and dumb too, right, and people made me feel stupid for certain things I did uh, when I, when I did do something stupid, people would make me feel like shit and I was able to learn from those episodes. So I got better at life. Right? So I think it was in her best interest for me to be a fucking dick to her in front of like a hundred. Cause this one thing I don't think I mentioned earlier. This was in front of like a hundred people. Their line was backed up for 30 minutes. Because of these people going slow and just taking their time and being difficult. And so I accosted, verbally accosted this girl in front of like a hundred people. But the weird thing is, it didn't even phase her. It didn't even phase her. She didn't care. So I'm like, maybe I was a little, looking back on it. I think I was a little too gentle to her. Maybe I should have went a little further. I should have. I should have just started screaming at her. To be honest with you, I don't know. You know, made me look, It'd make me look bad, but it's still fucking stupid that I'm forty and I'm being carded. So sometimes you have to be a little rough with people because they're retarded uh, and being difficult. Which, looking back on it, I'm siding with her. Her intentions on just being difficult, meant a bitch, uh, and I guess that's why the. Um, Mine was so backed up. So that's the advice of the week. All right? Now, it's not the most Machiavellian way of doing it. There's smarter ways of doing it, okay? Like that Robert Greene book. I'm, I'm a retard right now, so I can't recall the name of the book, but I think it's like The Rules of Power. Maybe you should do it that way if you're cool, calm, and collected and smart about it, but sometimes you just, just got to bully your way through life okay sometimes you just gotta be like fuck you you're letting me into this movie because i'm 40 years old and it's a fucking Nicolas cage movie all right y'all have a good week